Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garris, coming to you from New York Comedy Club in the East Village with my man, Dan Altano. Dan, how are you? What's up, Joe? I'm so happy to be here. That I'm glad to have you. This is our, our second take. We attempted to do this once before, yes. and I don't remember if I was out of batteries or I, was out of, I think disk space. It's something I'm used to, though. We were talking about that the last time because I've had like a slew of tapes where I'm like, this is it. This is the tape that I'm going to use, and every time it's like a comically bad excuse someone's like oh there's the cameraman fell like yeah. <laughs> the thing broke there's no audio there was one that was no audio <laughs> <laughs> i had a, a face of someone who was killing on stage <laughs> but there's no that's the evidence. thing comedy and photographs always looks good uh always looks good yeah we were taping for like i think we were like eight minutes in and then i looked at this thing and it wasn't moving i'm checking it now it is moving we are we we're are actually red. taping so awesome. thanks for being so patient uh with the podcast i know we made you we made you really work for this one i'm honored i'm honored <laughs> well it's, it's good to see you as always um and actually we were talking before the podcast and you wanted to talk about the suburbs today yes i did i mean i never want to talk about the suburbs <laughs> 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 but lately it's come up so i and i wanted to ask you because we're in similar places or, or like i was in a similar place as you is i'm living in this city been here for about 11 years my wife and i have been here about seven years and everything's going great. You know, you're in the city, walking to work. Everything's beautiful. You're a dad. I'm a dad. I feel like I, being a dad in the city has got to be tough, no? I love it. I mean, it's, it's good for a young kid because yeah. he's two years old. There's parks everywhere, places to go. Um, the schooling scares You can find drugs anywhere you look. Everywhere. You can show him This two-year-old has no problem trying <laughs> to find drugs. You can just show him all different kinds of needles by two. <laughs> it's actually really nice. It's beautiful. But yeah, I mean, the schooling is insane in the city. Yeah, um, the whole idea of a kid growing up in the city like is exciting, but at the same time, it's kind of like maybe it's the city's more for the parents kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So my wife's chomping at the bit for the suburbs, dropping Connecticut as kind of that's where location. I live, right? So we're in Connecticut. Are you thinking? So her family lives in North Haven. Okay, she's doing like the compromise. Like, no, no, no. It'll be like halfway between New York and and Connecticut in New, New Haven. Yeah, but I love. I love my in-laws. I really do. I, but it feels like it's going to be everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> like, I, I can't fix anything. can't do anything. And then her dad is like the handyman. I just picture him just popping in the window and fixing the sink. Well, first off, you want the handyman. Like, if, if the father-in-law is going to be the handyman, that's great. Like, I can't fix shit at all. I don't even want to fuck with it because I'm like, if I do it, I'm just going to fuck it up. It's going to look <laughs> worse. I'd rather spend the money on getting a handyman. But if you got somebody who can do all that shit and will do it, that's a good thing. So I gotta set aside the ego though for the judgment. It's the judgment. It's the look. Just get used to it. Who yeah. gives a fuck? You're already in there. You're locked in, dude. That's true. Your family. It doesn't matter. Let them judge you. I smoked weed in front of my father-in-law for the first time this weekend, and like my wife was all worried about. It. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I smoke weed. I'm not like I talk about it on the podcast. What if he just listened to the podcast? I mean, was he smoking too, or are you just no, doing it in front of him? No, <laughs> you're I was doing just it at him, blowing smoke rings in his face. <laughs> At dinner or just randomly? I had a birthday party. Okay. <laughs> but, um, no, I, you know, I think you got to take advantage of that. You know, my advice in terms of, like, in-law distance is obviously you don't want to be next door. You want to be close enough where you can take advantage of that shit for, like, babysitting, right? Because right. that could really, like, free you up. But you don't want to be so close that they could just show up. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the big thing is the drop-by, the drop-by, like, oh, the, that's how you're going to do the... Well, you don't want to live in North Haven. No. North Haven. So North Haven, we're talking two hours out of the city, right? Right. 
you if she's talking she's talking about middle ground one hour between the kind of between the city and New Haven yeah that's actually kind of a sweet spot right so right there what we're looking at is you know the Stanford area the Norwalk area um, you know Westport maybe even uh, probably like Norwalk would be the most central or maybe Stanford I'm not sure um, which I'm thinking about so I'm in Trumbull uh, which is closer to New Haven than New York. We're about like a half hour from New Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's boring as fuck. It's the most boring <laughs> place you could ever live. See, that's the truth I wanted to hear. Yeah. What, oh, what no. was the what was the thought process? So you're living in the city. Were you married when you when you went out? Um, we yes, we had just gotten married. Uh, we had been living in the city for a while. We had moved from Midtown Manhattan to Astoria. We lived in Astoria for about a little over a year, and we had a place that was the smallest place we've ever lived in, but it had a little private outdoor area which we liked because we had dogs, so it was nice for them to be able to like spend more time outside. We had some younger dogs. Uh, but then we wanted to have more space for the dogs. We were thinking about you know starting a family. I was kind of like, look, if we're going to start a family, I want to do it in Connecticut because I want to be close to my parents because I know they'll raise the kid. And so so it, was far your, it was your call to go. Well, no, she wanted to leave the city. She okay. was like, I want to leave the city. You know, and I was like, okay, I didn't really want to leave. I was kind of like, I don't want to leave, but I agreed to it. I was like, but if we leave, you know, we started looking and we ended up in Trumbull, which is where I kind of grew up. It was kind of random. At first, Mm -hmm. we were looking in Norwalk, which I think is a really cool area. Yeah. But we just couldn't really afford it and didn't have good schools. And at the time, we thought we might have kids and, you know, we might still, who knows. Um, But we ended up in Trumbull and it's, you know, it's boring, right? (laughs) Like, it's just fucking boring. Did you feel the restlessness, like, right away? Did it sink in, like, immediately or did it take a No, I got used to it. I don't even care. I, whatever, I'm just bored. Maybe so. Maybe that's a thing that like it's okay to get there. It's It's like you know you're gonna find stuff to do. It's just like so. So the challenge that we have now is we're thinking about leaving uh, Connecticut um, or Trumbull at least. Mm -hmm. My wife is is bored with it. It it doesn't have good restaurants. It doesn't have nice little shops. Like where we are in in Connecticut is like the most boring part, or maybe not the most, but it's funnier to call it the most. Uh, So I do that constantly on stage. Um, and people eat it up around. Yeah. That. They're like, yeah, we are bored. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. It's like it's not even their personalities. It's this, it's the town. Yeah. The town makes us bored. No. And there's a lot of good people. Like I've made some great friends. There's like great people out there. Right. So I'm, I'm good there. But, you know, she's bored. It's also, you know, it's the suburbs of Connecticut are very uh, white. Um, and, you know, we prefer a little diversity. And uh, we prefer... You know, not to have like 50% or more of the people be fucking Republicans. Uh, but, you know, nowhere's perfect. Uh, so that's the thing. See, that's the thing that would drive me a little crazy. Not that I want to live in a bubble, but it's just the overt racism that I think would just. Yeah, eat and away. I wouldn't say that there's overt racism, but I know enough people like in Trumbull who are like vocally pro Trump, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're probably a fucking racist. Um, right. I guess that is the overt thing. It's just yeah. Who'd you vote for? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's overt at this point. But I think, uh, I think it's like whenever... So when I visit Connecticut or I visit New Jersey where my dad lives in the burbs, there is like a day. Like the first day when I'm there, you see like the trees and the wind a little and you're like, oh, okay. You can like kind of exhale a little. By the second day, I'm like... Get me the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm just like murderous. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? It's just like... Well, the good news the is in the suburbs, it's much easier to get away with murder. True. Yeah, that's true. like people won't even find bodies for months. <laughs> that's true. More woods. Yeah, there's so many woods. That's true. That is true. But just he's, unexplored woods. Just the idea, of probably like what you guys are talking about, is like when I go home to my dad, he's like, "What's for dinner?" He's like, "Well, we could go to the pizza place, the Chinese place, or Boston Market." That's like the third. 
That's, that's the, the thing. That's the thing that we like wrestle with. Like when we want to get food for home, like we're getting pickup. It's like okay, uh, there's four restaurants. There's Red Lotus for sushi. There's Corner Deli, uh, and there's Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> and Cheesecake Factory is like our safest bet. Right. Um, but that's sad, right? So you know, so it's it's boring. It's you know, that's what it is now. If you're living an hour between New York and New Haven, the good news is you can get to New York still. You know, you're going to be close enough to take advantage of that, hopefully somewhat, particularly. I, I mean, I assume part of this is, like, your concern about, like, comedy yeah, as well, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you were able to do it. Like, I feel like I would I would try to convert all the suburban people to do comedy or, <laughs> or do something creative. I'd be like, listen, instead of talking about the lawnmowers, let's sell the lawnmowers and let's, like, create a let's, – let's do a movie. Let's – Let's write a movie. Yeah. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to bring more people into this shit. The no. good news is, is that they're fucking bored out there. So you've been to Fairfield. You see what happens there. You know, when I moved out, I was very concerned. I was like, okay, how am I going to do comedy now? Like, you know, you go from being in a city where there's, you know, 50 shows every night mm-hmm. to moving to a town where there's absolutely no comedy for a half hour drive. Like, I go to New Haven for, like, an open mic. Luckily, open mics suck. I don't want to go there. But... Uh, you know, so I started the room in Fairfield and I was just like literally just starting as like, oh, it'll be nice to have a weekly show so right. I can make sure I'm getting like some regular stage time without having to come to the city and be like two hours away to do a spot. Uh, it worked out. People are bored there. So people love it. They want to go there. So what's nice about it is you get out there and you can kind of create something, right? You, you will have to create it. That's yeah. the challenge. Right, you need to kind of produce your own show or, or start your own room, but that's something that I'd always done in New York, so it right. kind of came naturally to me. But there's demand, so if you do it right, you can you can make it happen. You know, there's and you can put on a great show because you know, no offense to like Connecticut, the scene's not the New York scene. There's you know a few good comics, but there's also you know just a lot of like open mic types, right? Um, so and you notice that in the Fairfield room because people are excited to be there too. People and are pumped, yeah. That's the thing. It's like in New York, you know, the tough audiences, but fun audiences, intelligent audiences. But when you go on the road, Fairfield is a perfect example. They're they're super pumped. Yeah. No one's come around to do comedy in a while, so there's that excitement. Yeah, they the you know they're like excited. They're excited because they're getting, you know, New York quality talent. In Fairfield, which right. hasn't happened, you know, there's there's some other like producers and shows and stuff, but you know, normally they're booking locally, and you know, you can book some shows well locally, but I think it's tough to run like a club where you're doing, you know, two nights every week and and book it all local. You, you've got to kind of get outside talent. We're getting great talent, and you know, so they're excited. So you know, for me, I was like, oh shit, if I do this, you know, comedy shot. I don't think that's the case. I think you can kind of carve a path. You know, obviously we have Fairfield there, and we love having you. I've been ta- thinking about also trying to start a room in Stanford, yeah. possibly like a full-time club in Stanford, because I feel they're like kind of ripe for it. There's and I, I feel like you have the right model, too, because you're not trying to do it every night and burning yourself out. Because I saw that happen. There was a club in, in New Haven, Joker's Wild, yeah. and they tr- I think they tried to do stand-up Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And there's just not, a, not enough people, I think, in the area. you got to be in the right area. Like, New Haven should have enough people. And I think right. Stanford does, too. Fairfield, I don't think, does. You know, I, I think we'd thought about, oh, is this something we'd expand to full-time? I don't think we could. Because I think people in Fairfield don't go out every night. People don't aren't, like, Tuesday night in Fairfield, like, oh, let's go out. You know, I think people right. in Stanford and New Haven, probably on an off night, you know, there's people who are young and 
you know, vociferous and want to get after it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I think there's like opportunity there, but I think being close to New York is good. And I think there's benefits to the, the in-laws as well. I would love to have you come out. I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. I convinced you. It's, it's, it's there. It's close. I don't know. When do you think you would do this? Probably in about a year. Yeah. Leases up in about a year. Okay. I don't know. I go back and forth. I have a day where I'm like, I can't leave the city. You do a great show in the city. You're walking home, you know, like all the different opportunities. And then, but then you like, you see your kid. The thing about New York city with a kid is like, he can't be alone. Like, he, like you can't just drop a kid in central park and be like, all right, we'll see you in a couple you think hours like in Connecticut. You can just leave your kid alone. We can't like, but if you have like a backyard, you can you can yeah. watch him from the window don't, for a minute. <laughs> You're not dropping him like at the aquarium yeah. for the day or anything, but yeah, yeah, like Central Park, that like, you can't just leave him go run up a hill and yeah, find a drug dealer or whatever. Like you can't do that. So it's like there is that idea of like wanting him to be like a kid because I came from the suburbs. Yeah, it is an easy childhood, um, but yeah, at the same time, the city, it's like there's just so much diversity. I don't have to teach him diversity that's the challenge there. right so and that's that's something that we thought about we haven't run into much diversity so you know i think if you you know want to have that be you know a big part of your kid's life which you know i think people who you know come from where we come from do want that and see the value in that you know you have to work for it right especially if you're in, in certain places like you know i think if you're in stamford or norwalk you wouldn't have to worry if you're in one of the more suburban areas you know like the west ports the fairfields or the trumbles you know it, it becomes something that i think you'd have to like work on and like yeah. kind of find like the right activities and stuff and the right places to go um you know but you got to think about you fuck your kid this is your life you it's know true. you've got <laughs> you can't be prioritizing this kid above your own comedy career dan i just i just don't want to talk about my roof <laughs> you know what okay, I, mean? I don't talk about that shit. Like when I'm hanging out with my friends, like we're cool, we smoke weed, we play board games. Maybe we're not cool, as I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> as I hear my thoughts, I'm like, oh no, wait, that's not cool. I feel like it's been like so many suburban conversations. Like they start cool, and then like someone's gonna jump in about like the grill. Yeah, I mean, if you get in like you know stupid like bullshit friendships, if you get to like really know people, I- I've been lucky. Like I've gotten to know people like pretty well for me most of my friends there are people i got involved with like politically we ran for office together so i think there's kind of like a little bit more of a depth to like our relationship than just like oh it's the neighbor who comes over and we like grill and then you know um you know i'll be your friend we'll talk about shit other than roofs that feels good yeah i've noticed that it's influenced your comedy a lot too which is cool yeah because you have that kind of suburban angst a little bit i'm just like it sucks don't move here yeah you know my yeah, I play that up. Um, well, yeah, but it's like it's cool because you're coming from like New York City, so you're able to view the suburbs a little bit differently. I think because people who have lived there and never left, they may not even realize. Oh no, they realize. They do too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so just like, all that dread is just there. Because you know, I joke about it and I talk about like how Trumbull's like the most boring and like you know when I do jokes about like what life is like in Trumbull, like nothing gets harder. These people like they know where they're living. You don't have to have like the juxtaposition of New York to have right. a full understanding of it. But, you know, it's it's not bad. You know, I, I joke about it because it's, it's an easy mark. You know, you make fun of the, where you're at with the people who are there with you. Um, but it, it's it's good. I like it. Um, you know, I think you should come out. All right. Done. Yeah? Yeah. We did it? Where are you moving to? You said um, you were looking. Well, we're, we're thinking about, um, I mean, nothing's definite, but, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned kind of some of the drawbacks of where we are, and we'd like a little more diversity. We'd like a little bit more, you know, culture you know food options things Mm -hmm. like that so we've been talking about stanford which i really like um you know my wife i think would like to come back to the city 
I, you know, I like the city, but I kind of get my fill already. So yeah. for her, it's a little bit different. So I don't know. We'll see. We, we got shit to figure out. But uh, no, yeah, come, come on. Actually, who knows? Maybe you'll move out there when I'm moving back and we can just switch places. Yeah, we'll just high five as we go. <laughs> and I'll just go in your house. Yeah, right. Start mowing your <laughs> lawn. Across, like, <laughs> high five on the two sides of 95 as our cars it. packed to the broom pass each other. Awesome. I'm in. Do do it. I, uh, you know what? I, I will say the one thing, like, you know, having the opportunity to go from, like, a place like New York where there's so much competition. Like, I felt like such a shitty comic when I was in New York. I was like, fuck, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, this is just stupid. And, you know, I still wanted to do it. I had to keep doing it. And then I got to Connecticut. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm a good comic. Yeah. <laughs> My confidence skyrocketed for no other reason. I just went somewhere shittier. I, so. think, I think every comic has that moment in New York City. Like, I remember when I, when I first started, I was, like, six months in, feeling like, oh, I'm a, I'm a unique snowflake. Like, I have such an opinion on, on the world. And I went down to, like, a different open mic than I've been to. And I walked in a room. There were, like, eight other dudes wearing the same flannel shirt as me, the same beard, a little bit chubby, had, the, like, similar bits about Spider-Man. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> it was just, like, that moment we're like, oh, okay, I gotta like actually go to work here and like yeah. find the the inner thing, like to, to go a little deeper. In a way, it's inspiring because you have to get better because you're just around people. Nothing's better than being in New York for yeah. like the competition of it and like really like honing your craft. Like, I w- if I started in Connecticut, I wouldn't be the comic I am today. But getting out of New York and going somewhere has also helped me improve. And maybe yeah. it's just going somewhere new helps you no matter what it is. But you know, there, there are advantages, I think, to being out there. Yeah, plus, like, you raise the bar when you're in the city because you're, you're fighting for stage time. And then you go out on the road and you just – you don't realize how good you've gotten, I think. Like, I just did Martha's Vineyard this weekend. And you're nervous before the show, like any show, and it was, like, packed out. And you realize, like, they don't see stand-up a lot. So, the, you know, they're not going to see the misdirect coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they haven't heard some of the angles of what you're doing and – and so it just it's a fantastic experience and you realize like you have to take it on the road to see what it what it feels like. Yeah. Um, and when everyone's just smiling when you walk on stage, which is not always what you get in the city, yeah. but you walk out there just like oh, he's someone's here. Oh, I know. That's how I feel like, you know, I it, it spoils you. Like that that's the thing about Fairfield that like it spoils you oh, like man. week after week to do that room, you're just like, Oh, like, you know, comedy is easy and it's not. Like you have to <laughs> yeah. I have to like force myself to like go to other places i'm like i have to you know continue to find stage time in new york and do other rooms just because like you can't subsist on it it's going to weaken you right so just like you it's nice yeah and it will help you improve because i think confidence helps you improve i think you know um but i I think keeping sharp obviously is important too yeah like i I told you i think last time so i I came from from music i was in a band for a while and it it was kind of the opposite of that where i was in a college band and, you know, everything you said, you get a, you know, applause and cheers because they're everyone's just drunk. And, you know, <laughs> you can say anything into a mic and they're just, yeah, I shit my pants and they're just, they just go nuts. And then I did my first show in the city expecting it to be the same thing. <laughs> and you just see all the faces like head nod is the best compliment you can get. But yeah. in my head, we're bombing. Yeah, we're bombing out of our minds. And it's like it was such a shock. Um, and now it's the reverse thing where you're like you're so used to like winning people over and needing to like prove yourself that when you go out on the road and they're just happy it's just like a ah. it's nice right and fairfield you know everyone talks about that club it's it's so great also because it's bring your own beer there's you a know, lot of things uh, that play right in that room you know you don't have waitresses oh or God, you know people awesome. getting up to get drinks so it doesn't break up as much um yeah there's a lot of things that just help that room be great but a lot of it is just that you know we're bringing great talent into 
a place that hasn't had great talent as accessibly before. So and we always get like the best. You always get one great drunk person after every show. Always somebody, yeah. That BYOB. There's always somebody who can't get their fucking shit together. We did that with the. I think the last show I was there with Newman, where that that woman when she got she got escorted out. Oh yeah, they were the worst. And that then was nuts. We talked about that. I guess <laughs> the podcast with Newman. Oh yeah, it was us like reliving that and being like, what the? Sh-? She was the worst that we ever had. She was like afterwards threatening us. She was like, you don't know who I am. <laughs> you're, you're yeah, she was like the power. Yeah, she I was know. the power. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh god. She was also throwing out tags to every joke, which I thought was great. Like it's, and it, like it's one it's, thing to be drunk, but she's like they're helping. Oh like, yeah, people yeah, are yeah. dumb, and she's like, "Well, I went to see Chris Rock, and when I was there, you could do whatever you want." I'm like, "I don't fucking think so. You probably had to put your cell phone in a pouch." Like, yeah, just you know, don't be a monster. Like if you're being told by the comic and by the staff of the club to dial it back how hard is it yeah she ramped up at that point yeah. she's like no they need this right now all right i don't want to get in this negative energy because <laughs> i gotta go on stage soon <laughs> but yes awesome Dan, club. please right. move to connecticut i'm coming you're coming yeah let's, let's all do right it. Let's do a barbecue barbecue mow the lawn i want to do it all <laughs> fix the a siding is that what it is siding we're not going to do that okay. shit we're just going to do comedy all right and we'll right. hire people for that other shit love it dan it is always a pleasure i'm looking forward to having you join us in connecticut thanks joe can't wait to be there peace Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed the listen, please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, special thanks to Eric Donnelly of the Alternate Roots for our amazing theme song, to Brendan Ruane at Light Switch Advisor for our website and social media needs. Check him out if you need any help in those areas. And of course, to Vans who provide all of our footwear. Have a good one.